everybody. Merry Christmas. Um, Happy New Year. All that good stuff. Welcome to the Three Educated Brothers Podcast, a podcast about all things education through the experience of three black men in the field. My name is Mark. It's your boy Gladstone. What's up? It's Edmund. And before we kick off the new episode, we really want to express some kind of gratitude for the people that's been following. The last episode, Black Therapy, um, we got some really, really good feedback from educators and just people um, outside of the field. And it's, it's really, really motivational and encouraging to hear people doing this self-introspective work um, and realize that, you know, black men being vulnerable um, on this mic, on this platform, is contagious in ways of being that people are now um, actually thinking about um, self-care and mm-hmm. therapy, you know, and I realize like this work is really important. Um, so thank you for listening. Um, keep shouting us out on the gram, retweeting, hashtagging. Use the Three Educated Brothers hashtag or uh, hashtag 3EB. Um, and we look forward to just hearing from you more um, often. Yeah, so this episode is really going to revolve around uh, our yearly reflection. So we kind of want to have an end-of-the-year wrap-up to reflect on our experiences, You know, what were some successes, some accomplishments, some failures that we have experienced throughout the year, um, we want to present, you know, goals for the next year for ourselves, for the podcast. And we also want to really just talk about what are some things that teachers should be doing at this point or thinking about as, you know, as you're on this break, you know, enjoying time with your family, rejuvenating yourself to be, you know, a better you in the new year for your students. So I'm going to start off with some yearly reflections and, you know, man, reflecting on my on my life for the past year, haven't done it to this point and... I would say that this past year, 2017, has been a dope-ass year for me. You know, I, I, I've been through a lot. I think this year has really been a roller coaster, right? So if I think about my experiences from January to now, <clears throat> in January, I was, like, knee-deep in dissertation mode and teaching full-time. And, you know, I think writing my dissertation and teaching full-time and, and, and researching my students in my classroom where I taught was, like, one of the best things that ever happened to me. Because, you know, coming from TC and, and, and being taught all this theory and actually going and being able to go into the classroom the next day to, like, to, to put that into practice was super powerful for me. And to, to you know, to, for my students, the people that I love about, I love a lot and care about the most to be like my participants in my study, for me to, 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 do, to study them and, and do research on them and to have their voices heard in that study was like remarkable and phenomenal for me. Mm-hmm. My research was... A, um, my research was uh, I based was based off my teaching in in the Bronx. So I, I created a framework for hip hop pedagogy, where I looked I looked at the five creative elements of hip hop and aligned them for t- to teaching practices and use that to engage my students in science. Mm. And I had the students, you know, the students are really critical about, you know, the way that I taught, and they, the students had an opportunity to, to to be critical about the school systems and structures because the way my class was set up was very different than any other class they ever been in. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you know, why can't this other teachers do this, or why, mm-hmm. you know, why can't we do that? So. I'm really happy that I got them. I gave them the opportunity uh, to really be critical about system structures, but I, I'm, I'm more excited about you know them having their voices heard. And then when I got my dissertation, I got a little you know get a little book. You know, you pay a couple coins to get a book, get dissertation bound, and I gave it to a couple of students who participated, and for them to see their name, you know their their names or their aliases in the print, mm. in the print was was super mm-hmm. powerful for them. You know, so, you know, early January in dissertation mode and um, defending my dissertation in March and kind of like, you know, the, a little bit of the, the way the world kind of lifted off my shoulders. But 
I never forget this. You know, after I, you know, I successfully defended, uh, one of my committee members was like, "Yo, you know, congratulations." But this is where the this is where the real work the real work starts. Mm-hmm. And like, what are you talking about, son? I just like wrote this long ass document presented it. Mm-hmm. I've been working on this for the last like three years of my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What do you mean the real work starts now? And it wasn't until like I got to Seton Hall was when I realized, oh man, I know mm-hmm. I, I know what you mean. Like this is this is really where the where the real work the real work starts. But you know, I'm really grateful for the opportunity and for the experience that I had through my doc program. I, I think I had a very positive experience. Yeah. Just speaking for myself as an individual. I know not everybody has a positive experience. Mm-hmm. But I'm grateful for having that experience for having mentors like Chris, Yolanda Dr. Mensa, you know, really so be so supportive of me and getting through that process. And then, you know, May got to turn up and graduated. Mm. And I, I was the speaker for the first generation graduation. Yeah, so. and I want to, I really want to um, respectfully cut you off. Please. Simply because I think it's important to like just give you some praise. And like if, if I had like a little button that would like <laughs> signal the clapping, the I think audience. it was because like, I mean, I watched you graduate, um, you know, um, with your PhD in. And to see the joy that you had, it was just very like encouraging. Like you know, just just to see you on that stage and giving that speech, you know, I, I, we were there to support you. Yeah, I and I that. felt it was it was it, 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 it was dope. You know why I'm so um, happy? Because mm. I wasn't giving this place another penny. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's, it's it's just dope the fact that like you know seeing a brother, um, a young brother, right, like who I could connect with, and finish finish such such such. Finish a program like, 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 like you did, because mm-hmm. um, it was it was interesting to see like how many students in my classroom, you know, don't get to see those reflections. Yeah, you know, yeah, man, um, it was dope, man. It and it's dope to to always go back to schools and, yeah. and tell you know when I walk into school because you know I I you know I dress up I, I like to look fly, mm-hmm. but to me looking fly doesn't always mean you know I'm wearing a suit yeah or or dressed up in a button up. And when I enter schools, you know, I'm like, yo, my name is, and I don't, I don't know necessarily that, yo, my name is Dr. Ajapong or right. I, my name's Edmund, you know, right. this is who I am. Right. And then later on, somebody's like, oh my God, he's a doctor. And I'm like, oh yeah, that is part of my journey too. But yeah. you know, and the kid's like, what? You a doctor? Yeah. Uh, I'm sick. I'm like, no, 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 yeah. not that type of doctor. Yeah, I'm yet. But you know, it's, it's dope, you know, to, to, to be in a space mm-hmm. and empower students and just like, and kind of share my story with students. It's mm-hmm. like, yo, you know, when I was younger i was like running the mess running around these, these hallways yeah, and streets mm. you know what i mean when i was my young me could never envision you know my the 27 year old me being being like this so mm-hmm. and I, you be and, and, like you share the wealth very well like I, i'm just thinking about how many times i've seen um students of yours yeah. in in the hallways at columbia and it's yeah. just it's, it's a breath of fresh yeah. air it's important it's important man yeah. you, gotta, you know get some more brown and black faces up in these hallways um <laughs> but you know re- re- reflecting so I guess defending dissertation success, graduating with my doctorate, huge success, um, an accomplishment, and then you know getting this job, this tenure track gig at Seton Hall was like whoa, because yeah. you know they, if y'all know about the academy, there are no jobs out there, mm-hmm. at least no tenure track jobs out there, and for me to like to stay proximal to my family mm-hmm. and the people that I really care about in New York City, you know where that that's birthed me and bred me. You know, to continue to do research out here is like yeah. that's like the biggest W of yeah. like all time. So I'm I'm really fortunate and excited to continue um, count my blessings. And you know, I was thinking about this. You know, I I'm from the Bronx, and you know, my friends have told me that Bronx people are rather negative people. Mm-hmm. And you know, 
I, I wouldn't necessarily prescribe myself as a negative person, but I do think when I do think when I think th- when I think about situations, you know, the negative does come up a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, my friends like, yo, you're always so negative, and you know, and and, and thinking about being negative and, and just being in this space um, and doing this type of work, I never really have a, I never really take the time out to like to lift myself up and, yeah. and look at what I've done in the past. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm happy for this moment right now to like, to reflect and be like, yo, I, I did a lot of, I did a lot this year yeah. mm-hmm. um, that I should be proud of. Right. Instead of like just focusing on these, these little failures that I, that I, that I've, you know, that I've had throughout the years. Um, it's important for us to, to, yeah. to, to reflect on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's important for us to, to lift each other up. You know, I'm like, yo, you know, my, my, I have you know friends who are doing dope things who are, who are starting like, you know, web series and, and, and just doing amazing work. And, I'm I'm super proud of, of everybody in my circle. I'm super proud of us for actually right. getting this this thing yeah. this thing off the ground. Yeah. Um. This year, so you know, 2017. The you know, I, I, I'm gonna call it the year of blessings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and um, and shoot for hopefully you know next year will be you know, even more so. Mm. You know what I mean? Um. We talk about failures. Uh, you know, everybody takes L's. Here and there, mm-hmm. you know, I, but I haven't taken many, you know, this this past year. But you know, like you know, failures in terms of like maybe not getting into a journal that I wanted to get into, or maybe not getting as many papers into AERA as I wanted, like you know, professionally and academically, mm-hmm. um, would be some of the failures. But just like for me, like even when I catch an L, I always try to find a way to turn into a W. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like so, like I, I rarely, you know. Not to say I'm perfect, but you know, I don't. I don't look at. It, I don't look at these things as failures. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so what's up with you? Um, I feel like you should have went last, bro. <laughs> 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 I say that to say, but but like but like. Said I tie my shoes today. Um, <laughs> oh wait, wait. I do have. A, I do have something that I do want to like talk talk about before you go. I want. I mean, I interrupt, interrupt you. Go? But like, yo, one. I think of not a failure per se, but something that that's really like you know that's really. That's challenged me was leaving my students in the Bronx and leaving like the classroom. That was probably the hardest thing I think I've ever had to do in my life. Like leaving the classroom where you have like 25, 30 kids just looking at you and you're teaching them and y'all all vibing the same energy. The kids are from the same community as you mm-hmm. and you could relate to them. You know, my, the kids caught, they kept me close to the streets. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I'm at mm-hmm. Senior Hall and I don't got many students keeping me close to the streets anymore. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. you know, I go back to my school as often as I can. And I, I, you know, every time I go back, just seeing the students that I've taught in the past, like it's like the best. But like, you know, one of the challenge, the one of the most challenging things I've ever had to do in my life was leaving that school mm. and leaving those students that I, I care about so much. Yeah, shout out mm-hmm. to those kids that haven't had you. Facts. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what's up. Um, as I hear you speaking, I'm just thinking about like me. This is my second year teaching, you know, and uh, this time last year, I was still like just getting my my feet wet into the teaching field yeah. right trying to figure out what is what is what is it I'm doing in this classroom with all of these you know 30 to 60 80 kids daily yeah. looking at me every single day right and trying to say like cuz I, I think the first year teacher is the first year teacher simply is you trying to figure out what you're doing in the mm-hmm. classroom mm-hmm. and I'm not going to say that now I know what I'm doing right yeah. but I had definitely have a better idea and I feel like I walk into work less anxious Right, because I have a more uh, a grasp of the curriculum, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and I, and I'm happy to see a, a, one of my one of the things I'm happy about is that I'm one year in 
second year going, and I still love my job. You, you know, when I'm thinking about like these educators that we talked about, you know, who don't stay into the classroom, and I really envision myself staying in the field for some time, and at my school. You know, I'm happy. I feel like I landed at a at a really, really, really um, supportive environment. That's you know, cool. so um, reflecting on my year, I'm happy. I, I still love my job. Mm-hmm. I still love where I teach, the kids I teach, and the person I teach with. Mm-hmm. You know, because that comes with that we share a room, and that that, that, that that's that could be a thing too. Yeah. It's like having a roommate. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, but I love the work that I do um, simply because I think the curriculum is so engaging. The fact that we're talking about in my class. Talking about rape culture, mm-hmm. virtual reality. Mm-hmm. Talking about last year when, when 45 was in the process of being enrolled or whatever, or elected, right? That was something we talked about. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I think of my pedagogy at my school, it is very um, culturally relevant, pop mm-hmm. culture-wise relevant. Mm-hmm. Like, what's happening inside your body, inside our classrooms, mm-hmm. you know? And I and I think I tackle... It's, 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 it's difficult, but I feel like... We created a space in my school where it's like it's open. Yeah. So that's one of my, one one of my things I'm, I'm I'm thinking about for this year. I'm still in my job yeah. and I still love it. That's one. Two, um, you know, this year was a big a big step for me because two months ago, like we talked about the last episode, I oh, started therapy. Word. Um, you mm. know, and like I told you, and I realized like in being in therapy, you know, I'm more aware of how my mind works. Mm-hmm. And like we mm-hmm. talked about, um, and as as Marielle talked about this idea of like. Well, Courtney talked about constantly, uh, students are constantly pouring into us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now I'm happy I have somebody to pour into as well, mm-hmm. you know? And I realize I'm taking care of the of the self and the mental. And I realize that has been positive in this experience with us. Having this platform, I'm so joyful about because it's... It's really connecting me back to being into school almost, yeah, man. right? Like these conversations, per- these conversations are yeah. so like invigorating. At times, I'm just like, wow! Like I leave here, and I'm surprised it's like eight o'clock, nine o'clock p.m. Like mm-hmm. you know, because I feel like this doesn't feel like work to me. Yeah, it feels like it's it's, it's, it's this is actually bringing me joy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, and in terms of of of, of, of failures, I want to kind of agree what Ed, Ed says. It's fun as black men. I think we're so hard on ourselves, we don't even have time to reflect, right? Mm-hmm. And what I hear you saying, Ed, is like, we have to learn how to give ourselves some grace, right? Grace as in like, yo, I did good work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, did, I did some good stuff this year. Mm-hmm. And the only thing, I don't want to call it a failure. What I want to improve upon is that I think my content and my school is dope. I want to teach kids how to write better, Yeah. Mm-hmm. you know? Because I realize with writing, right, like people have make so much assumptions on the way you speak and the way you write. Of course. You know, like, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking about this story and I'm going to tell it like how it is. When I was a student teacher at Columbia two years ago and I had a, a, a supervisor that would come visit me and she would give me amazing feedback. Mm-hmm. And then she went behind my back and told my, um, uh, the person I was working with at the time, right, the teacher that was over, overseeing me and wrote her like, oh, Mark is really, really great. But, he needs to learn how to pronounce the word ask properly. Wow. <laughs> you know, that was her feedback. Wow. And I was like, I was like, that blew my mind. And I was like, you know what? Like, I realized even at this level, being at Columbia, people are actively making um, assumptions about the way people, right. I mean, forget how the As way you look. But, but right, like, you know, like, I don't speak 
Creole. Like mm-hmm. my brother's bilingual. My father Creole bien, right? Which mm-hmm. means I speak Creole well, you know? <laughs> so I say that to say I wanna push my students um in their writing skills. Mm-hmm. How to invite them to say keep it one hundred and how to keep it candid as well. Mm-hmm. Um so that that's what's one of my things I wanna work on um like moving forward. Um yeah. Dope. Dope. Where you at Pat? Man, I just I don't know. I'm in my head is where I'm at. I, as you know, we thinking about the reflections. You in the bag? You in your bag? You in your bag? I'm in my bag. <laughs> <laughs> you know, looking at these reflections, man, it's just like I think that the overall thing, because it's like little things have happened to me throughout the year, um, little and big things. But the the most common thing that keeps coming up for me is what I've accepted within myself. Like, I feel like all of the things are a product of where I am in my personal journey. And I feel like where I'm at is that I've kind of accepted what my deepest fear is. I was actually just having this conversation and it's like my deepest fear is not living up to my potential. Mm. And I've, for you know, the steps have been laid out for me up until this point, you know, like going to high school, going to college, going to grad school, it all happened in sequential, like, you know, in sequential order. And now it's like, make a life for yourself. And, and whatever that means, man. And it's like, you know, I think I'm a product of academia in many ways. I think I'm a product of the hard work of my parents. And, you know, now it's up to me to create my path. And I think that I'm at a point where, um, I think I think that what I'm most proud of is embracing what I used to consider inadequacies and and moving forward with them as as motivation to where I would like to be. You know, there's things that happen like, you know, uh, last year I was a part of a documentary that Spike Lee produced called uh, Two Fists Up. We're going to be all right. And since then, we've been doing like a, a, a little tour around, you know, he's come to Columbia a couple of times. I've gone to events of his and, you know, just sitting on panels with like Dr. Yolanda Sealy Ruiz, who Ooh. I look up to a lot. Dr. Jamila uh, Liscott, who I look up to a lot. You know, um, th- those two are such amazing individuals. And to share a stage with them uh, was a really humbling experience. Um, also, similar to Mark, I, hear, I heard what Mark was saying about kind of taking ownership over his position and, and, and realizing, uh, you know, at the front of the class and, and the role he plays in the lives of his students. I think I, too, am finally, you know, as a product of academia, this past year, I've really been able to apply theory to practice, uh, which has been huge for my development in terms of culturally responsive education, in terms of uh, competency-based education, just in, in terms of providing a more equitable learning environment for our students that clearly have been in an education system that has not served their needs. Um, and so that has been extremely fulfilling to me. But again, it's it's all this like internal work. I think that, you know, once you once you figure out what's going on within yourself, um, you're able to have these accomplishments and move forward as such. Um, I will say 25 has been kind of a strange year for me where it's like, I don't know, you look in the mirror every day so you don't see your growth, mm-hmm. right? And so 25 has been the first time for me where when I look in the mirror, I see the responsibilities that are that I have now. Mm-hmm. You know, I see, I see the way that the world sees me and I see that, you know, I... 
I may see myself as this adolescent kid that still makes mistakes, that still doesn't know where his vocation is or whatever it may be. But then realizing the responsibilities and the and the opportunities that have been mm-hmm. provided to me, the opportunities that people see my potential and, and put me in positions to have an impact on whether it's students, whether it's administration, whether it's just people in general. Um, I'm just at a point where I'm, you know, my humility in my current status and then also my, you know, we are our own worst critic. And I, I take that as kind of a, a tool to continue to strive for what we know we can be right Mm -hmm. um so that's kind of where i'm at uh and i'm still you know i'm still sifting through the weeds but situations like this being able to talk about it being able to be candid about these things that you know it's almost like there's a there's like a holy like aura around them sometimes where it's like we can't have these conversations because they're not scholarly you can't act in this way because it's not how black people should act like this is the whole purpose of this is is to have these conversations and as mark was saying i think this is my healing you know it's dope welcome hey man i feel like we just started the service like (laughs) like, you know like i just blacked out Pass the community cup around, man. <laughs> Come here with us. Yeah, man. Come here with us. Yeah, so, man. you know, in, in, in understanding our reflections, what are some goals that we may have, like, for the new year? Like, what are some things you want to work on? What are some things you want to grow and develop? Funny that you ask. Because <laughs> I have Gladstone's game plan guide for 2018 Ooh. on deck. Already? Ask Already? me about it. <laughs> Let's get it. <laughs> um, so these... <laughs> So these are a couple of things that I've thought about. They they may only make sense to me, and this is the first time I'm reading them out loud. So you know, I hope you can join me on this. <laughs> Number one, Gladstone will increase his exercise of the art of writing in all forms as a form of personal accountability. Uh, one of the big things is uh, memory and retention of information. I think I need to work on a little bit, and so I, I believe that writing down, maybe journaling at the end of the day, you know, we'll see we'll see how that goes. Next, we have Glaston will not say like or um on this podcast. <laughs> Upon utterance of such sentence enhancers, Glaston will deposit one dollar into the Brothers Banter Box, a.k.a. Triple B's, a.k.a. The Better Me Fee, a.k.a. The Liberation Donation. Can I get a yay yay? Yay, yay. This is really one of those episodes. Number three. Number three. Glaston will consciously look horizontally to network as opposed to looking up. That was inspired by Issa Rae. I I heard her say that, and I was like, because she was talking about how she was finding that in her line of work, oftentimes individuals will have their eyes set on working with their idols or working under their idols, understandably so. But such a gaze has the potential to overlook fruitful collaboration and building with those right next to you, with those navigating the same aspirations. Man. And that's, that's what we're trying to do here. Number four. I only got eight, so bear with me. <laughs> Number four. Glaston will conclude his therapist shopping and make a calculated purchase. Amen. Shout out to my future thought partner. Thank you, Mark. Thought for, partner. Yeah, gotcha. thought partner. You know, my therapist. Gotcha, you know what I'm bro. saying? We talk it out. Number five, Glaston will be a less selfish lover. I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> Number six, Gladstun will only partake in spirit consumption. I believe the colloquial term is uh, sipping in moderation. 
Am I wilding for that? No. You know, I don't think that's unreasonable. No, it's not. Only to, moderation. To say over the So what end. does that mean? On the weekends? Yeah, I mean, it's already at that, you know, on the weekend or every other weekend. You know, you can always find a reason to kind of engage with such activities. You know, birthdays. For some reason, my circle has birthdays almost every weekend from August to December. So, I mean, maybe parents getting busy after the new year, but... I think I can add, I think I can and should be uh, and will be more intentional about the activities that I choose to engage in, you know, in a culture that kind of enables and normalizes such activities. I look forward to holding myself accountable to questioning the need to sip and for the sake of an event, you know, like finding that merriment within. And you understand. Um, and it's, you know what I'm saying? It's it's. It's it's been working. It's it's been nice. It's it's definitely a uh, break. I'm gonna stop talking about this. Number seven, <laughs> Glaston will continue being a pseudo neo vegetarian. What? Pseudo neo vegetarian. That means that I'm consciously eating meat less. <laughs> Number eight, Glaston will not cut his hair because the destination is the journey. That's all for me. That's all for me. Well, so you know, by the looks of it. Boy, by, by listening to your goals, bro. Go find me in June. I'll be here. There's a lot of growth in 2018. There's a lot of growth. There's, there's, growth. there's always room for young, growth. I, it was really intense there, dude. Man. I mean, yeah, yeah, man. And I'm, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm hoping that, you know, like, as a, as brothers, we could... Hold me accountable. Hold you accountable. Because yeah. I think that it's about growth. You know, Absolutely. Like, this is about growth. That us making these goals possible is about challenging each other to grow. And I have some goals, too, that I don't mind sharing. I don't have... I actually have a lot of goals too, but I'll share a couple. Mm-hmm. And they're really they're really direct for a reason. Um, one of my goals are definitely um, is I want to start off by saying I, I really want to take my mom out mm-hmm. like more often mm-hmm. um, on like uh, some like dates to create like fun, relaxation, and joy mm-hmm. to kind of like take her out. Um, and also my partner out more often too. Mm. Um, another goal I have is also to to, to cook more. I want to start mm-hmm. cooking at least two nutritious. Delicious, tasty meals. Um, I'm a week. You about to meal prep? Huh? You about to meal prep? A little bit. Anything? I just want. I just want. I just want to cook. I just want to cook more often. You know, create some more. Um, you know, just I want to be more healthier too. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I also want to definitely work out more. Mm. Um, and um, one of my big, major, major, major goals is, uh, is to actually have this podcast just land on. Um, like a major network. I feel like the work that we're doing is just so like needed and so transformative mm-hmm. that that it needs to hit every ear. This this podcast is to spread like the gospel, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, and, I, and I generally feel that. I don't know how, but I think it's it's, it's really it's really really going to happen. Um and I have, and I have ton, tons more I want to be more conversational in Spanish. Mm. You know, like Ooh. you know like me hablo español mi poquito, but I want to learn more. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm out here trilingual baby. You know what I'm saying? Manos educados. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and um Go on, yeah, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm and I'm and um yeah, that and I also definitely, you know, I used to be really 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 um I'm religious. I definitely want to have more Bible study mm. um this year and just be just be more grounded and connected. Mm. Um Amen. and I'm leaving it at that. I'm over here talking about drinking. You talking about Bible studies? Wow, a lot of goals to follow up here, man. Come on, I'm doctor. 2018, yo. I just want to like, yo, I accomplished everything. <laughs> <laughs> He's so like, I, make, I gotta make more. Nah, <laughs> it's only downhill from here. <laughs> you know, there's more to do. There's always more to do. I think, you know, big goals for me, like big overarching things that you know I I've always tried to do but never done consistently. Mm. 
Um, I, I really like writing's a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. You know, and when you I, say writing, academic writing or like writing for the self. Like, well, for me, the, academic writing is writing for self mm, at this point. Okay, you got know, you. Gotta, mm. you know, gotta keep this job. You know, yeah. but um, but you gotta separate the two too. You know, but you know, but for me, my academic writing it is self writing because I write about the things I love and care about. Right, mm. so, right. It's connected. There you go. So it's connected. Yeah, in that sense. And uh, you know, so I'm, I'm putting. You know, I'm, I'm writing some heat right now, and you know, I'm still getting acclimated to this new schedule of not really having to, having a nine to five. But, you know, I always have a lot of things to do and mm-hmm. I'm always working, you know, I always I like to do things. So I find myself not really being in the right mind space to, to get the writing started even. Mm-hmm. So I finally got in the right space, you know, a week ago and I'm hoping that over this holiday break, I can just go in and really take some time to myself to write. But I really want to write more and I want to write more freely mm-hmm. as an academic. Right, so like I really want to trouble issues, and I I, I want to write without really caring about the the criticism that the writing may receive. Mm-hmm. Right, it's like trouble trouble really problematic issues, mm. and even as as an emerging scholar, you know, just because you know somebody's prominent in the field doesn't mean that they can't be challenged. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I I really want to get to that space. And welcome it. Yeah, and yeah. you know, you know, and, and just write right because you know some you know somebody told me that you know. Man, what was this quote? Writing is, is discovery, mm. right? You're writing to discover yourself. You're writing to discover the next the next major idea. Um, we write, you know, just, just writing to discover, yeah. and um, just really for me, just to write, just to write and enjoy the writing, and then go back and editing, edit later. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that I'm, I'm still continuing to work on and, and want to focus on in the next year. All my, you know, myself as well. I, I want to get into the gym more, mm-hmm. more frequently, at least you know three times a week. Get these gains. Yeah, man. Just you know, just I want to I want to lead a more a a, a a more a healthier life. You know, self care, um, bro. Yeah, yeah self care mm-hmm. is important, especially after you know really talking. You know, having that therapy episode has has, has really, you know, brought some things to my attention. And you know, sh- you know, shit. If Jay Z can do it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, anybody could. So you know, just taking care of myself, this physically, mentally, spiritually. Yeah. Right, and and, and putting myself first. Is important because you know this world of education that we all know that it can it can be draining and taxing. So mm-hmm. you know what are you doing to make sure that you know you're fulfilling yourself and you're happy at the end of the day? Yeah. And um, I guess another goal for me on a personal note would be like to really engage more with my family, mm. right? And 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 I've really been ghost for the last few years, just like just. just Busy with school, right, with right, work, right. you know. Um, not for lack of love. Yeah, not not for not, not for lack of love or anything like that. You know, I'm, I'm the youngest person in my family, and it's it's kind of hard for me to engage just just off the bat, just because I'm I'm the youngest person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really want to like you know spend more time with my family, my nephew, my niece, and and uh, and and welcome these moments and create memories mm-hmm. with, with my family. And you know, those are things that you know I, I plan to work on for the for the incoming year, for the yeah, upcoming yeah, year. Yeah. And you know, so like. I guess it would be a great time to go into like you know teachers, right? You know what what yeah. what do we think that teachers should be re- reflecting on or setting goals for themselves? Yeah. Like, I think, you know, I think at the at the end of the you know you don't need a new year to start off fresh, right? right? But since we're at the end of the year, we might as well use a new year as an excuse to start off fresh, right? So, I just think you know I don't have any specifics for teachers, but what I really think that teachers should do is just really use this time to just just to be reflective, right? And then um. Like, you know, if you're having if you're having issues with a student, you know, think about it. Right. Like really trouble that idea, like, you know, what am I having issues with? What do I have a problem with? 
you just like take a couple of moments, you know, go on a walk and just reflect. Yeah. Think about your practice, right? Like, okay, I know we, come on, all teachers hit a plateau at some point, right? Mm. But what are you doing as an educator to really challenge yourself, you know, pedagogically, yeah. right? So like, you know, what professional development are you, are you seeking out for yourself? Not the mm-hmm. ones that the school make you go to, because, you know, mm-hmm. we all know, yeah. right? You know, but like, you know, how, you know, you're a teacher, yo. And, and you know, for me, caring about the lives, the lives and the minds of the young people is a very important job. Mm-hmm. So, so what are you doing as an educator to really sharpen it, sharpen your skills and hone in your skills? Um, see, I, I just want to encourage all educators to just really you know, think about some of the things that, you, that you've kind of struggled with or, or had some challenges with. Yeah, and I, I love the way you say that too because I'm like, I imagine a teacher reflecting should really look, up, like, should really look, look like how we did this episode, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. We focus on the things that went really well this year mm-hmm. first. What went, as a as a teacher? What 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 went well in your classroom? Facts. Right, like align those things. Talk about those things first, right? And what didn't go so well, and ways you're gonna change those things. Mm-hmm. Like you know, what I'm, you know, you know what I'm saying. Like for me, like I know for a fact, I felt like my content, like I said, was dope. Yeah, you know, but the writing that that I'm receiving, my some of the assessments I'm getting, my form assessments. Right. Kids are struggling with the grammar, yeah. mm-hmm. and I was like, you know what? To be vulnerable, grammar was also my weakest subject mm-hmm. when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I want I, the, the tool I want to sharpen is my is, is how do I teach grammar? And obviously, we, we don't teach it within the we don't teach it like uh, straight up, right. but within the context, obviously. But like, how do I do it more effectively? Mm-hmm. Right? Teach it effectively and like using it a way to validate students' language, mm-hmm. you know, more than anything. So imagine um, that as teachers are having these conversations with themselves is don't forget to give yourself some grace, right? Absolutely. That, like, no one is a perfect teacher. Like, I know I'm not going to be as nice as I'm going to be when I'm in hit, hit year 10, year mm-hmm. 5, if I'm, still, mm-hmm. if I'm still doing this work. So give yourself some grace. Like, really think about, again, like, what went well and what um, can go better. And like what you said, too, right? The teachers that have been in the game in a long time, some of you doing, some of us are doing the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. challenge you to say like, "Hey, like, where can I make this this tight? Yeah. Like, where, where, where can I become expert? Where can I push yourself? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?" And, and, and I'm wondering, like, of course we're young, we're saying those things, mm-hmm. you know, and we don't, and then we don't, you, we don't have any kids yet, or like, you know, um, as of yet. So I'm, I'm wondering, like, the difficulties in that, but I'm realizing, like, yo, life is about growth, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And, like, yes, we're, yes, we're speaking to teachers, mm-hmm. but also within, within every field you're in, right, that, like, what, what, are, what are some ways that you could really, really grow, um, you know, as 2018 approaches mm-hmm. to make yourself that much more better? Yeah. And, you know, like, you talked about teachers, like, you know, like, I talked about teachers plateauing, right? Yeah. Like reaching a plateau. And so she's like, you know, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And like, I was, the first thing is like, yo, talk to a student. Yeah. <laughs> you know oh, I mean? like, tell them, yeah. bro. And like, you you know, you could have your, your winter homework be like, yo, what do you like in the class? What can I work on? Bro, it's, it's, fact, it's okay to get I critical actually, feedback. Yeah, from I actually, students. I actually like, I even went to homework. Literally, I printed a half sheet and gave it to my kids. Yeah. And literally, as a, as, a form, as a form of assessment, I existed. It yeah. was like, it simply said on the left side, What's working for you in this classroom mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and what's not working for you in this classroom? And kids are brutally honest. Mm-hmm. I do not like when we have to do vocabulary this way. Right, 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 right. And I'm like, wow. And the kid was like, oh, like, this content does not feel useful. Mm. 
and I and I asked her why. She was like, "Yo, because I wanted to come and become a better writer." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Wow, right?" Thank so, you. so students have the language to articulate what's working for them, what's not working for them. Mm-hmm. If you give them the opportunity, right? Because Evan talks about that too, right? Like this idea of like this like planning should almost be collaborative. Yeah, you it has know? to be. So it I'm wondering, like, if you never talked to your students about about what you were teaching before, yo, January is, is is the best time to do it. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you look at what learning or what education is for, it's for, you know, moving information from the working memory to the long-term memory. And the only way to do that is by having students feel like they are a part of this this progression, right? And owning their academic identity. And so having those conversations, their metacognition of understanding like, oh, this is where I am as a learner. And I actually have a say in the classroom. Like I have a say in the type of things that we may cover in class or the way that is covered. Um, Whenever I'm in a school, sometimes we'll be talking about best practices and teachers will be like, oh, well, that just sounds like good teaching. Mm. And you, you would think so. But the mass amounts of, you know, traditional education schools are not exhibiting these these tendencies and yeah. you know like you would think it's good teaching but you would also think many things about our current political <laughs> sphere and our current you know the, our current race yeah. relations common you sense know ain't common. common sense ain't common man <laughs> facts dope man um yeah so you know i think we, we really just wanted to have a, a wrap-up reflection for the year and, and really encourage everybody to enter the new year, like just rejuvenated and fresh, especially as educators, you know, going back with a, with a new mindset. And it's a new year. So, like, if you want to do something different, you know, trouble it. Try it out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, try it out. See, see what the response is. And, you know, I always tell teachers this, too. You know, if you're doing something new, don't, don't expect the response that you want the first time. Mm-hmm. Not even the second time. Maybe the third time, fourth, mm-hmm. right? You know, students are creatures. We're all creatures of habit. And when we when we when things are changed, mm-hmm. we don't necessarily adjust to that change um, in the most positive way. So I'll go teach like, "Yo, I tried this new thing and it was horrible. I'm never doing it again." I'm like, "Cause you tried it only once. You know, mm-hmm. try it again. Maybe explain it. Yeah, explain yeah. a little further. Perfect it. But mm-hmm. you know, let's get into our our footnotes. footnotes. Facts. Footnotes. And again, footnotes is where we really uh, like like the end of an academic paper, right? At the end of a, a paper, you see the footnotes. Um, kind of where they got the research come from. And what I'm thinking about right now, my footnotes is again, like, I love the idea of like, teachers, make sure you give yourself some grace, mm-hmm. right? Because um, it's been a long year, long three months politically, socially, emotionally, educationally, all of these things. Mm-hmm. It's important to step back and be like, yo, this went well this year. Mm-hmm. And when January comes around in the new year, I challenge you to be like, I want to grow in this area. Yeah, man. My, you know, my footnote for me personally would be, man, you know, living my best life in 2018 and, and on, right? Like, just being, living as a free black man, mm. right? Like a mentally free black man and, and not, you know, living under a guise or, you know, under these, like, pseudo-restrictions of, of me not being able to do what I want to do when I, I'm probably the only person holding myself back. So, you know, just doing good work and and encouraging others to do the good, good work and, you know, encouraging students to be the best that they can be. Mm-hmm. That's what we have. Definitely. And, you know, I think what we all kind of embodying is almost reinventing failure as like not as an indicator of your capability, but more so as a update on your progression or maybe a learning opportunity. Like we can't be looking at failure as, you know, what what we embody. Failure is a natural progression um, towards what, you know, the greater goal. You'll never hear about successful people, you know, never encountering failure. In, In fact, failure is probably what uplifted them to the next step in their life and so um you know 
let's start this journey together. Fact. So we're going to wrap it up there and we're going to encourage you all to reach out to us. You know, if you have any comments, suggestions for future episodes, we've been getting some emails. So continue to do it at info at the number three educator brothers dot com. Yes. At the end of brothers. Um, reach out on Instagram. Three educator brothers on Instagram. Uh, check us out on Facebook and let's continue to just make the world a better place. Peace. We out. Peace. Peace.